What, 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 welcome to Never Stop Learning, as you will notice, dear listener. We got some new art, we got a new vibe, a fresh new look, we got the little wow, 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 wow at the beginnings now. Who knows what that is? We're just exploring with it. My friends, I have an amazing episode today with the artist that made this new podcast cover possible, my friend, Michaela Hamilton. And it's a great episode. Um, It was such a great process working with her to bring this vision into reality. And we talk about a lot of art stuff. We talk about um, how how we're living, how we uh, interact with our art, and much more. So... Later in our conversation, um, something we were talking about brought up this song that I created back on March 7th of 2021 when I recorded on Instagram Live my first ever freestyle album. You can find it on SoundCloud. You could go back deep in my Instagram feed and you can see the whole hour-long live show available there. But... What I have for you right now is track number one from this album called My Art Form. Um, and I think this just is a is a great reminder for me. Um, it, it's a recognition that like, hey, we are the ones who are in charge of our creative process, right? Like, you know, a, bi- a big part of the themes that I talk, that I like to talk with people about is kind of the I don't know if I want to say the yin and yang but like the good and bad of how we've interacted with you know traditional education systems and how you know I feel kind of jaded because of my experience but I mean even in this conversation Michaela talks a little bit about how you know art classes and in school and and really great art teachers were a big part of her her coming into her own as an artist. And so I think we all have these experiences. We all relate to them differently. This is a really great conversation. Go take that hike, right? Give yourself the dopeness that isn't just sitting in your lap at all times, right? Right? Like there's dopeness that if we have to go get it, it literally becomes doper, right? Like the process of this podcast, me putting it together, me adding in my flair, me not, you know, being tentative or shy. And the way that this feels to feel confident in myself and yet at the same time know that I'm holding a big... uh feeling of of doubt and insecurity and so we hold them both right yin and yang swear to god guys my next tattoo is about to be a yin yang tattoo shout out to the yin yangs of the world um lol anyway let's get into the episode hope you enjoy the song i know you'll enjoy this wonderful conversation with michaela Thank you. Get into it. 
follow Instagram. It's me. It's your boy. Well, I'm my boy, Wes. But I'm a man. And I feel like a man because I've been told I have a man my whole life. So, like, that's how it is, you know? I got this mustache on my face. Out here looking fresh. Yo, lots of stuff up on my mind recently. I've been having really good times, but I've been caught up looking in my shadows, and that makes me feel like I'm behind. It makes me feel lost, and it makes me feel scared. It makes me feel like my whole life I have not been aware, but now I'm just working on improvement. I'm working on telling you my story, and this is how I do it. This is me, I feel so full when I tell you this is my album Cause I swear I am here tonight At 4.56 California time It's March 7th This is a live show for you I am here, I'm doing what I do This is 11 years in the making this is the shit that I show you When I tell you that my shit, it is so true It is absurd the way that the lies of my life Have penetrated my whole being But now I am alive Hot dog Walk across the path Cause I'm all I need These tears are real This is my art form This is my life's work right for you and every moment it is anew and i am blessed by the moment that comes true because i walk to the things i want to and i go where i want to go and most of the places are places that i will never go again places that i have never been but i'm liking it here i do not know the name of the street i'm by pacific beach women's club and i'm feeling like i'm in love with myself i see some dope people walking by I'm in my car, his name is Pete, this is my life now. I am complete, but I can work on myself every moment. And I am not a seen kinda kid. I seen what I seen and I did what I did, but I didn't feel seen. Because I didn't see me. Because I saw myself through their eyes. These lies penetrate, my eyes get wet, it's how I live. <laughs> And I used to regret it, I used to try to force myself down. I used to feel like a clown in sixth grade. I fucking worried about my jeans cause I thought they looked lame. But I wore them every day and I felt self-conscious eight hours a day. It's the simple things we all remember. And we know that's not who we are, but it's hard to figure out who we can be. Because we are so wrapped up in what we see And now we see it in a camera on the daily And I am truly in charge of myself In a way that, <laughs> you guys, I haven't been in a long time But at the same time, I have been So I'm constantly almost, as I'm learning to grow Like, it, it, it almost makes me be like Look how bad it was. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? It's crystal clear. Oh my god. We freaking did it. 
did it. We troubleshooted the issue. We're Yay. Good. Awesome. Uh, you know, the- I, I think the, uh, the difficulty getting here is going to make it that much mm-hmm. sweeter. Well, yeah, for sure. It's like when you take a big, long hike, it makes the view so much more worth it at the end. Because you had a yeah. huge hike that was full of endurance and sweat and tears, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, mm-hmm. that. that is really interesting because it's like, you can pretty much, if you really cared enough, you could go find a picture of the scenic view of whatever <laughs> hike exists. You could find it. Like, but yeah, people put themselves through the hike. Yeah, as they should. You know, I was actually listening to this thing. I want to say it was the Rich Roll podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and he was mentioning how, like, our proximity to pleasure is, is part of, like, what's fucking us up. Mm. Like, actually, it was like a, a short video. I don't remember, but, like... And I hadn't thought about it, especially when you think about social media, all the hits of pleasure we can get instantly, like 30 seconds after waking, right? Or 30 seconds before sleep. And that he was saying, like, putting distance between yourself and pleasure is like the best way to keep it being something that actually kind of is like potent in a way yeah because we're we're like bombarding ourselves with it and so we're becoming numb to it and I think it's like the more and more that I like get all the hits of pleasure without ever having to go on the hike the less and less and less I'm ever gonna feel like I want to go on a hike Hmm. yeah I completely agree. I never, I guess I never really thought about it like that. And I'm going to be thinking about it probably for the rest of the day now, how (laughs) we just desensitize ourselves to pleasure and things that we enjoy. It's so crazy. We just do it unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is interesting. I haven't really thought about it before about like, Hey, like, have whatever have all the pleasure that you want but mm-hmm. like put some put like distance between you and it like is that right like, you know yeah and there's like a million small tiny ways that we could do that like one that comes to mind for me would be like trying to maybe you know even like drink a big glass of water and sit for five Mm -hmm. minutes in the morning before looking at my phone give myself Mm -hmm. five minutes even though you know you know everyone says like give yourself an hour or whatever but it's like step by step like how start small exactly exactly yeah I agree I have never tried to practice that method um Mm -hmm. but I have heard that it's helpful it's hard because we live inside of our phones now we've got this tiny computer in our hands the technology is insane it's very addictive yeah um well let's let's formally introduce 
<laughs> okay. Here to the audience, uh, everyone, this is Michaela Hamilton, my yes. homie. We've known each other now for almost a year on on TikTok, oh and and like you just mentioned, like <clears throat> our entire friendship has been inside of our phones. That's true, and I've met yeah. so many amazing people that way. Yeah. Especially the uh, our homies, our close friends that we've got now, mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. But uh, so tell uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from, who you are, just super fast, if you, if you care okay. To give a little bit of a bio. Sure. Uh, my name is Michaela. Uh, my friends call me Mick. I am from Ohio, the state of abandoned buildings and cornfields, <laughs> and uh, I do art and sing and spend time with my dog. So I'm I'm well rounded. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Well, as everyone will know by now. I've wanted to have you on the pod for a while, but more so because of the new art you did for my podcast. <gasps> it's so, so exciting. Epic. It's like better than I than I kind of could have imagined in my head. I'm and so it felt glad. So good to to intertwine our ideas and your mm-hmm. skills, and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you let me uh, be the person to make that and it was such a good experience working with you on making it because you're very honest and open and um, but in a really nice way you know like you could never I don't think that you could ever hurt my feelings you probably could if you tried but I don't think you would (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it it was it was so good I never once felt like during um, like I do sometimes in some projects like um, I wasn't being listened to or anything. Like you were listening to what I had to say. I was listening mm-hmm. to what you had to say. It was a good experience. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Oh. Hello, did I lose you? Hello? Hi, we're back. Sorry, dude. A telemarketer just called me. I thought it was going to fuck up the recording. But okay. I, I just How for dare a they? I know. Right when we were getting into it, like, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think. That's working with you on this is like the first time I've ever kind of interacted with the creative process in, in that way mm. with like, like, showing you some examples of like the type of thing I was thinking, mm-hmm. but like very loosely. And yeah, I'm interested to know like, like how that is to be stepping into a place of like collaboratively working with people. I'm sure, I don't know how much of that you've done. If, if that yeah. process is like, if you prefer it, you know, because I'm sure it's so different than just taking on a, a painting all by yourself or, or, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I really enjoy collaborating with people. Um, of course, it's always going to be easier when you're just doing it for yourself because there are no yeah. um, sort of expectations uh, on the outside for it to be anything. But um, collaborating is really fun because I do things that I wouldn't have maybe thought to do. Um, like with the colors and everything, um, you choosing the gradient in the center of your body and everything, um, just things that come out of left field are my favorite. Um, and that wasn't even one of them, but (laughs) things that come out of left field are my favorite because it's fun to work with new ideas and it's fun to try things that I've never tried. And I'm a very honest person. I'll tell somebody if I don't feel like, um, it's achievable for me. If I don't feel like I'm comfortable doing that, because I, w- I still want to have fun while I'm working. Um, and this one was super fun, getting to draw tarot cards and getting to draw your fun floral shirt. Mm. Doing all of that was so fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, dude, it was really fun for me, too, especially like because I was like seeing all of the art that I've seen you do Mm. and like and trying to be like like give me your originality but like (laughs) in in this way in this way you know yeah (laughs) for sure and that's like that's that's why you were such a good like I don't call you like a client but that's why you were so good to work with because you wanted my style to come out through it and mm-hmm. I don't take a whole lot of um, commissions doing logos and things unless I know for sure that they understand that I'm going to want to put a little bit of my, like, fun style into it. Um, yeah. Like with doing Lane Watts's B-Belly logo, mm-hmm. uh, I really, really enjoyed doing that as well because she worked with me the kind of the same way that you did. Um, and was really wanting me to put some of my own style into it while incorporating her ideas. And yeah. those are the best, those are the best kind of people to work with. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had mentioned to you before kind of brainstorming what we could possibly have to talk about today. Um, (laughs) That like, I really feel uh, a very parallel, like, like struggling artist (laughs) Mm. mentality that it seems like we're both figuring out, navigating shit, knowing that, you know, got to pay the bills with some bullshit sometimes right now. And like, um and i think especially like one thing that's really hard for me to keep in mind is just like how much of what we might call like normality or regular life outside of even working or mm-hmm. like doing art just like the stuff that fills in the gaps of our time there's still like skills and habits and ways of of living that can both drain us and give us energy for these bigger 
you know, big, whether it's mm-hmm. responsibilities or like artistic ventures, we want to have enough energy for. And it's right. like, even back to what we were saying earlier, that it's like, when I'm not sure, like how I want to schedule my own life shit, that's so much of like, I can just so easily like take the energy that I have of being like, okay, how am I going to do things today? And then just like push that into like scrolling on my phone and just kind of like Mm -hmm. find the easiest thing that allows me to feel better. You know, it's like the difference between like feeling better by accomplishing the thing or feeling better by, ignoring the thing until tomorrow Mm. it's like they both have this thing that gives us what we want in the moment maybe or like you know what am I even saying no yeah yeah for sure I I completely get that and I I would say it is really difficult to um like we can't see the future and it's painful and tough to try to make yourself see the future um so seeing like down the line how one action might benefit when uh future uh consequences for the action like scrolling on your phone that's so immediate you don't have to really see like far into that far into the future to know that you're going to get satisfaction from scrolling on your phone And then you've got the other one, which is taking the hike up to the scenic view. And you just have to picture yourself there. Um, It's not an immediate thing. You have to get through some stuff to get there. You just have to be willing to want to do that. But that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to be looking down at a rocky path for Mm -hmm. like maybe a couple hours. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like, that's a type of thing that I think you like just like look at that alone and you're like, that sucks. I'm going to stay home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to look at a rocky path all day, you know? It's like, and we can continue to just frame shit that way mm-hmm. without like putting it in the the context that actually unfolds I guess yeah I've definitely been doing that a lot lately with art I haven't been doing as much art for just myself Mm. and I think that that's partly because it's so much easier for me to just not do it and Mm. just do something that gives me immediate satisfaction and not something that I have to work towards because I could sit down for hours working on uh a piece and then finally finish it and maybe I like it maybe I don't because that that just happens sometimes when you're making stuff I'm sure that you can attest to that Um, when you're just making stuff sometimes you don't like it and that's just how it is Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that you have to accept that you might have to go through but that's really hard to accept because that's not pleasurable this takes back to like what we started the whole conversation about. It's just not pleasurable to imagine yourself failing. Um, But you have to remember that 
failing can take you towards succeeding. <sighs> yada yada. You know, I, I also want to yourself. I want to interject because it made me think about like as artists. Mm-hmm. I totally resonate with what you're saying, like spending hours on a thing and then you don't like it. And I think that there that's that's even a like a moment of choosing how to frame it because I think like mm-hmm. like part of our artistic life is knowing what's good. Yeah. Like that's even if we're not as conscious of it, maybe in the creative moments, right? Like Mm -hmm. we like to make shit because we have seen good shit. We've made good shit. Not everything's always good, but it's even like our taste is so good that I think Mm -hmm. even when we don't like something that we've made, it's just because our taste is so good. We have higher standards (laughs) likely than the people who would Mm -hmm. look at our shit. That's true. That's true. And I think that the statement of you're your own worst critic is 1000% true. 1010% because you, like you said, you've seen all that you can do and you've seen how good you can get. And then when you don't meet that mark, that's really hurtful. But uh, speaking on failing at art, Um, I'm a strong, strong believer that everybody can do art in some form and it's good and it's art, no matter, uh, the amount of people that like it on Instagram or something. Um, it shouldn't matter whether anybody in the entire world likes your art, it's still art and you still created that out of thin air, just like, Mm -hmm usually with your body like and that's this can be a really cathartic thing to make art um and i think that everybody should have some kind of art outlet of some kind and so many things that i don't think that many people realize which is awesome yeah all around Mm. yeah i i I would imagine, I don't know, have you heard that Andy Warhol quote about, like, he says, like, as an artist, like, it's your job to make art and let other people decide if it's any good. Mm -hmm. And while they're deciding if it's good, make more art. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to separate that judgmental mind Mm-hmm. being able to always even almost unconsciously t- automatically telling yourself like this is better than what I did before or why isn't this as good as I thought it would be or all of the ways that we are like you said are our own worst critic and it's like mm-hmm. yo as an artist I don't have to also be a critic I just <laughs> I can just fucking do it like it's not my job yeah. And that's interesting not, to not think about. Job. Where it's like, do I want that job? It's like, if I want to just be a critic, I can do that. But that's not who I am. Like, mm-hmm. And so it gets so stuck being the critic for so long and so much of my life because it was like, 
I was like the critic was like the fucking bouncer. I had to get the critic's approval mm-hmm. before I let anything out for so much of my yeah. life, I think. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah. I 100% agree. And I don't think that I think about that enough. I'm not the critic. I'm the artist. Yes. And I need to just... It's it's tough, but a good... Uh, a good mantra to have when making any kind of art is make it and then let it go. Just let it, let it be and let it exist in the world. Um, You've made it and you've done all that you can do for it. You can't put any more into it. That now it's, now it's for the world or it's for yourself or it's for someone else. But now you've made it and you got to let it go. And there's there's always going to be other people who are going to want to comment and criticize. Mm-hmm. Because that's their role. I mean, it's yeah. not so weird, you know? It's like, like you said earlier, I do believe everyone can be an artist and in some ways is an artist. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact a lot of people will never embody that or come to terms with that or treat themselves that way. Right. Cause right. I think it, mm-hmm. it can, it can keep us feeling like we are like above water when we're the ones with the, you know, giving the thumbs up or the thumbs down, you know, like the fucking mm-hmm. Julius Caesar fucking guy at the gladiator games or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, like you can feel all high and mighty sitting in your golden throne being the one that gives the follow or takes away or ne- posts the negative comment. But it's like you're on the you're on the sidelines when you do that. Like that's true. And that's just not where I want to be, you know. Yeah. I agree. I would rather be involved in the pro- at all and I guess in a sense being a a critic is part of the process of everything but it's not part of your process just part of the process Um, even when Mm -hmm. I'm a critic like finding myself looking at things at the museum I, I realized that there are a lot more people out there that are definitely like me looking at art I'm not thinking about how there are little mistakes or how something doesn't quite seem right. And it doesn't seem like it's composed correctly. And there are people that are like that, but I think a majority of people that like go to museums and things are just art lovers, people who appreciate art and they go there to do that, to love and appreciate the art that's being displayed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and again, it like circles back to you can wake up in the morning and see the most beautiful art ever made right on your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, so it's like how many of us are so accustomed to seeing that and that all we can do is compare our own level of skill or potential and just say, mm-hmm. well, 
I guess all I really have is my ability to to give a like and a comment. Man, comparison can be so evil. Yeah. Like truly can be so evil. I think that it can be helpful in certain situations, but for the most part, I find it very evil. Um, <laughs> very, very unhealthy. Um, of course, I still do it because I, th- I feel like everybody does that. We all compare mm-hmm. ourselves to our past selves or our friends and family or people that we don't even know, uh, especially people that we don't even know. It seems like that's more common now with social media. Um, and I've definitely caught myself doing that, just like idealizing someone else's life that I know nothing about and comparing myself to that. And that's so damaging. Um, you you mentioning... Uh your past self, I wanted to come read you this quote that Lane Mm. has above our sink. Okay. And it's uh, a little drawing of two people hugging and it says, hug your past self. Self love (gasps) is when you don't compare yourself to past versions of yourself. Hey. Love those versions. Don't skip the steps. Your future self is so proud of you and is hugging you right now. (sighs) <sighs> wow. Wow. I love that so much. And I just, I, I love the way that it, that it circles back around because it's like, hey, here's where you start is that you don't compare yourself to your past. That mm-hmm. you love those versions. And then to bring it around through the act of of actively giving my past self a hug i can at the same time feel and know that my future self is hugging the me now (gasps) oh this makes me smile everybody that's listening give yourself a give yourself a self hug it feels awesome it's Mm. very comforting i love it yeah. I was meant to hear that quote. How? What are the odds? I mentioned that, and then you've got that. Quote I in your know, head. dude. <laughs> but that's so true. It's so true. Um, and I see a lot of uh, moments in my life where I have to remember that the phases of my life from the past are the reason that I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't feel fully confident in myself today I might tomorrow because I know that I'm better than I was a year ago and maybe even better than I was a couple days ago because we live and we learn and we experience things and we grow from that and um you got to give yourself a pat on the back for getting yourself where you are today Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um yeah, you mentioned the uh the I guess we could say the art of lifelong learning. Mm. Um and I am interested uh in like the way that like whenever it happened the way that you like found drawing and painting and like Mm. how how was it that you developed a closeness to it and 
like, yeah, was it like, did school, art class in school growing up help you? Or did you find it alone in your room at certain phases of your life? I'm interested in, in how you developed um, that, that desire, those skills, that love for mm-hmm. drawing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have always been making art since I was younger. My mom has got a big bin, a tote full of art projects that I've made. Um, they're all very crude and messy, <laughs> but I love that. Of course, I was a child, but uh, <laughs> I think that school definitely started pushing me in that right direction because I was really, really fortunate to have great art teachers and um, the supplies and resources to be able to practice that. Um, I don't think that I really found my artistic voice until like maybe senior year of high school or after that even. Mm. Um because I was always doing school projects. I think that's the issue with yeah. me getting my inspiration from school is I, it was just school projects. It was within the confines of the syllabus for the project. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always try to make it my own, but you know, you've got to get the, you've got to get the, uh, the grade on the project. So you do what they want you to do. And I think that that's a good preparation for life as an adult artist, like taking commissions and things. Yeah, It's good to be able to follow directions. So that yeah. was helpful. See, cause it's a, that's an example of how I would think that I, it was, I, I was damaged, mm-hmm. but I, really it was helpful because yeah, totally. it taught me something I didn't even think about. Yeah. That's really cool that, thinking about I mean I think I I partly have have some old like low-key trauma when it comes to like syllabi that that Mm -hmm. was always like something that it was just like it never really resonated with the way I wanted to think about work I mean that was school for me in general but I do Mm -hmm. think it's interesting to look at how especially when it comes to like art class and doing these types of projects that that was like this confined world where there were no, perhaps like no huge question marks, like the, the, you know, the particular, you know, art vehicle or, or prompt or whatever was like written out. So it was like, like you said, the, a similar type of energy to what you had now experienced doing commissions. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about like what it would look like to, to potentially use the old structure and familiarity with something like a syllabus and, I, and thinking about, okay, what would, the sil- what would I write as the syllabus for mm-hmm. like, my <laughs> art right now? Yeah. Like, if I think ahead, you know, like a school year, it's like when you look at the syllabus in a school year for art class, it's like you that's a fuck ton of time. There's so much art that can be created in a whole school year within the structure. And like, I think especially when it comes to like you have deadlines, right? There's 
guidelines, there's potentially like rubrics to help guide the process. And although I think some of those things can potentially be limiting in the artistic space, there's like almost like a, a, a pressure release in, in some of the, would you find that, that, that you could like, when you're not thinking as much about the full whole million possibilities of a blank canvas and some of that is already chosen for you would you find that to mm -hmm. to be easier to to work within that small bubble perhaps i think sometimes it's easier um yeah yeah it just would depend it's the, it's the way that i think about how rules and guidelines make things go round like with without some kind of so, like some small kind of um organized rules or guidelines i feel like things would just be thrown into chaos mm -hmm. and they don't even have to be big guidelines you know it could be for an art project um use charcoal in your design but you don't have to just use charcoal you know um, right yeah like that one thing really mm -hmm. shapes even like what you're what, what you allow yourself to envision right yeah 100 percent. yeah it reminds me when i was in college my roommate and i entered this like battle of the bands mm -hmm. and it was so dope because there were rules and there was like a deadline and it was like you have to do five songs at least three of them had to be originals and so chad and i were like i guess we're writing three songs and we're learning two and it was like yeah. with those guidelines it's like if there weren't those guidelines we might have just learned five covers yeah you know true. But, but we were like okay we want to do this we got to follow the rules let's like sit for like hours you know for like weeks like playing with melodies and like it was one of the most fun creative moments of my life and I've never really mm -hmm. been that like on and like kind of like driven to write songs because mm -hmm. because there was this thing that it was for and it, you know it was interesting to see just how much that affected the way we were putting in our work together because it's like well we wanted to write songs together even if there was no competition you know right but, but we didn't right like it didn't happen until we had the rubric the fucking deadline here's when it is here's the auditions like and yeah i think about how like even like that, that, that wasn't even for like a class or anything. It was just kind of like this event, you know? And it's like, there's so many ways that I can maybe think of or ways that I don't even know yet, where it's like, how can we give each other these communal artistic 
make like events, moments, mm. like enter the drawing, enter the competition, submit your thing, like come on my podcast. Like all of these are just like, hey, like here's a little bit of like, we're going to put up some bumpers on this one type of experience. Mm. So it's like here, we're going to be having a conversation, audio. You don't have to put have your camera on, right? So it's like we can, based on what it is, bring a specific part of ourselves more fully to those places, you know? Yeah. I think that that takes away a lot of uncertainty as well. Um, yeah. And like, as we said, I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid of the uncertainty of the future and uh, uncertainty of how things might turn out or for this instance of having sort of set guidelines or some small guidelines for a project, it takes away that fear of what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I like, I have endless possibilities. What, what do I choose? But if you have these small guidelines saying, like you said, oh, you need to write these songs. We're not doing covers. We're, we need you guys to write some songs. Yeah. Now you kind of know, you're like, okay, well, this is what it is. And if we don't do it, then we don't qualify. So right. yeah, it's kind of like the stakes are higher a little bit as well. And it makes you put on that performance. And like, at that point, when we were like, we should do this, we had never written a song together. <laughs> you know, so it almost oh my was gosh. Like, it allowed us to see a like future version of ourselves because of that rule. It's like it helped seed a belief in something because we were like, we can do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we would have had the motivation or understanding of what we were actually capable of if no one had asked us to try. Yeah. I, that goes for me as well with a lot of art projects that I've done um, or even commissions that I've done. Mm. If I hadn't been prompted to do this specific project, I may not have ever made this piece of art. It may have never existed, at least not in. Um, yeah. And that's really, really interesting to think about. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I just had this thought of like the way that I like see Lane, like working mm -hmm. her editing job. And how she is, like, doing this very artistic art form. But yet mm -hmm. she, she, it's almost like she's been given more ease of working because she has all of these expectations of what the show has looked like before, what they expect, how to, mm -hmm. how the format is, which shots look right, and, like, that after learning it and becoming like fluent in that and, and so familiar with it, it's like she can work 
so much faster than she might be able to on like cutting her own vlog right now because she's like existing in this bigger framework that takes away mm -hmm. some of the guesswork and some of like the making those hard judgment calls and she can exist yeah. within this framework of how this world has how it's been cut before and and what they're looking for and so yeah now she just she just does it you know almost unconsciously because she's so familiar yeah. with with what to do and it's like yeah I don't know yeah for sure I think that it's easier to um once you kind of know what to expect like you were saying there are expectations on what it's supposed to be and knows them by now yeah uh it's it's like working with working with you two on logos for example um i know you guys better than i would know some person that just you know wanted to commission me to make something yeah so it's i think it's so much easier um not only because you two would never you know be upset if i made a mistake or got something wrong you would just tell me you know, you wanted it a different way, but it's so much easier knowing that person and knowing kind of what they like and when they communicate well and tell you exactly what they're wanting. So, so much easier when people just kind of say, oh, I, I would like anything that you make. I'd be like, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and I think that you you did that to a good extent like a like the appropriate amount you said here's everything that i want um here are things that i want included right now that i can think of but i want you to put of your own creative spin on it and i want you to be able to do some things in your own style and you want it to be in my style and that's so helpful um yeah. some people just come in not knowing at all which isn't their fault you know they just didn't think about it enough I guess beforehand but I've gotten a little bit better at being that person to be like okay well you want this to be and <laughs> do you want uh like you how do you want them to be posed and we were on video call and I was literally like how do you want them to be posed and eventually you just pose camera and I screenshotted it and yeah that was the start of it all uh, so yeah it for sure helps when you have some kind of expectation on you because you kind of know exactly liver or kind of in that realm yeah yeah dude that's interesting I that that last point kind of leads me into thinking you know, the way that we kind of like, ex like express ourselves or like what, how much and what art do we like post on TikTok or Instagram mm. or like, you know, it's like how much should I be 
promoting my podcast on like my Instagram story. And I, I sometimes I'm just like, who even gives a fuck? Like, I'm like, whatever people mm. listen if they listen. But at the same time, I also recognize, well, people will forget. And that's a good reminder. And everyone likes mm-hmm. reminders of stuff. So why, why would I be limiting this thing? Because I start to feel self-conscious, like, well, I'm always posting about my stuff. So people are probably annoyed. And it's like this, like, bro, no one's fucking told me this. This is my own yeah. self-doubt yeah. convincing me to just keep myself shut up in my room with just, I'm the only one seeing my art on my walls. It's like, no, like, why yeah. am I doing that to myself, you know? For sure. And that's so hard to break out of, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. a really, really tough thing to learn to not do to yourself. But like, for instance, I love watching your lives on TikTok. I love coming in there and just listening and just being present in all of it. I'll like do something else while I'm listening to you talk to everybody. And um, it's just a really nice environment to be in. But if I didn't have every once in a while, like you share a link or Lane will share a link saying that you're live, I would, it's like, I want to be there, but TikTok's right, notifications right. are not perfect uh and they don't always tell me when you're live so yeah. like things that I would miss out on that I want to be there for um are these things that you maybe would think like oh well there's only like one person in here I don't know how you feel about it but um but just like going back on that discussion about you posting your your podcast or something like oh nobody wants to listen but I might not know there's a new episode and I really do want to listen. Right. Yeah. So totally. you just have to think about think about it like even if there's one person out there that wants to be notified that you've got something new going on, it's worth the post for that one person. And then that one person might turn into two and then ten and then a million. It can happen so yeah. fast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> But it's just worth it for that one person, even if that one person's you. Like, you put so much work into it. And um, it's worth it just for you, for yourself, to be sharing that because it deserves to be shared. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, I, I oftentimes give myself this reminder of like hey dude like even like right now I I probably have like seven episodes in my drafts my god and like so much of it comes from like and and I talk about this all the time which is like my my most uh like enjoyable comfortable aspect of the creative process is like being in the conversation right being in the flow of Mm -hmm. of expressing ideas and and bouncing ideas off each other and and then like what is also a big part of the podcast is like just doing a little bit outside of that recording process to package it into the actual thing and mm-hmm. that is always where I kind of interrupt myself or I am like, oh, I don't have the time because it's like, it's kind of that same 
voice in my head that was always saying like go do your homework in the morning instead Mm -hmm. of you know the morning before it's due because I'm always just like okay like when's the deadline like last and so (laughs) back to like how do I set up my own life syllabus it's like I there's no schedule there's no deadline no one's going to be like Wes you didn't release that podcast yet you know Mm -hmm. and it's like oh wait actually there is and it's me and yet I can actually I can say these things with kindness and not with judgment and not with you're not doing enough come on you didn't even release one last week or whatever like Mm -hmm. thought or story about what I'm quote supposed to do here on this podcast and it's like Mm -hmm. wow just like giving myself like the 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 freedom to be like hey it's okay like everything that I've said is fine I'm not doing anything wrong at all yeah I think that one of the coolest things about being an adult is uh the only person that you have to impress or disappoint is yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. you know most of the time um because I've found that at least for me um I'm super lucky to have people who support me every time I make something um I've got a good amount of people that are like yeah do it keep going um but it's still like easy to disappoint yourself but best thing is that you now make the syllabus as an adult you get to decide whether you pass or fail and you get to decide how you react to that and I think that we talked about this at the beginning actually (laughs) well yeah it's like I can be lenient I can extend deadlines, right? I can mm-hmm. be kind, the kind teacher who accepts late work and mm-hmm. who gives you, who doesn't dock you for not showing up to class. It's like, you know what I mean? And it, even it's like that relationship that we had with teachers as, as being this authority and of, and of having like any type of strictness I think informs the way that it feels like I'm supposed to treat myself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. That's um, what, that's what was modeled for us in, in a major way. I think. Now you get to give yourself a gold star on whatever yeah. you want. Hell yeah! Even if somebody else doesn't like it, you get to give yourself a gold star because you put that energy and that time into it. And yep. it's, it's worth it to praise yourself for that. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't like the outcome of your decision, mm-hmm. um, yeah, or the outcome right. of your work. Mm-hmm. Because my teacher is never going to say to me, ah, this fucking sucks. No star for you. Right. Oh, you didn't follow <laughs> the syllabus, but when you get to choose what's on the syllabus, you also get to choose what's not on there and also Mm -hmm. you can change it at any Mm -hmm. time you can be like you know what like if I was sitting down and making a piece of art and I do this very very often almost every single time I'm making something 
I make some kind of mistake and then I turn it into something else. Yeah. Because that's just, you just have to, you have to make it into something that you feel proud of. Um, and like we were saying, it's not always going to be the case. You're not always going to be proud of it, but you can be. You can mm-hmm. still be proud of yourself for doing that. You can still be proud of yourself for sitting down and painting a clown. Even if you picked, you feel like you picked all the wrong colors and it looks right. off to you. But someone else might look at that and be like, these are my favorite colors. Yes. <laughs> these are my favorite colors. So there's there's just got to be a lot of like making art in any form. Um there's got to be a lot of like self what are what's the word I want? Like self praise. Self praise mm-hmm. is really important. Because if you don't have it, you might be the only person earlier I've just got what if I've just got like something just hanging up on my wall and nobody else sees it if that's the way that you want it but you can still you can be the person who praises yourself for that right yeah yeah dude you were you just made me think of this uh this freestyle song I made called My Art Form. Mm. And it was the first song on what ended up being my first freestyle album that I made, where I basically just like freestyled for an hour straight. And every song was a banger. (laughs) And it was like the most, it was like track one. And it was the most raw. And like when I started the song, I didn't even know how that I was going to be making this album. It just all of a sudden... I was like, holy fuck, this is my art form. Yeah. Like, this is what I've been doing. Like, this is what I'm here to do. And it was just like, you know, I was thinking about it because of what you said about that mistake, then being the seed to birth something greater than or better or more unique or different than the mm-hmm. idea you would have had if you didn't make a mistake. Right. And it's like, like making sure that we stop what is often a learned response to you know the fear of having made a mistake or that we're gonna have to be like oh fuck it was good now it's bad and I Mm -hmm. I, I've done that to myself so much and over the years I've just been able to see that that it always leads me down this this often smaller, more windy, and ultimately more beautiful path as mm-hmm. I take a couple of little hiccup steps to recover my balance and find myself in a new place with new words around me and a new melody to 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 work with. And like, yeah, dude, it's like, I think that that's that aspect of of life is something I've I've 100% had to learn outside of of school you know yeah for sure I can't tell you how many pieces of art I've thrown away in my life halfway through it 
I didn't even finish it and I just wow. threw it away and I was like this is garbage I messed up it's garbage mm-hmm. but god I wish I held on to so many things yeah it's like outcomes of actions are not always like not always going to be bad unexpected I think would be like the perfect word um life is unexpected yeah, yeah. and yeah unexpected things can happen every day even if it's like a small thing you wake up and you think there are no bagels left and there's a bagel it can be like an exciting (laughs) like small thing yeah and that's also something that i've had to learn getting older is just consequences of actions are not always going to be bad or at least not forever Mm -hmm. so me making a mistake on a piece of art isn't going to change the fact that I still spent so much time, I spent so much energy, and it's not going to change the fact that um, it's it's there on the page now. <laughs> so you just have to learn how to make it for you and how to make that that consequence or that outcome work for you. It's all in the way that you look at it. And I'm a very big hypocrite when it comes to this because I still, (laughs) there are times like I have, I have art in my room that I don't throw away my art anymore. I keep it, but I still look at some of my art and I think like, wow, this is kind of not very good, (laughs) but I know that it's just me comparing. It's just me comparing to the stuff that I choose to put on my wall as compared to the stuff that I keep in a drawer. And yeah. there, sh- there shouldn't be a difference there, but there is. But it's something that I'm working on, for sure. Um, and the growth is in me not throwing it away. The growth is in me finishing it, even if I feel like it's not going to come out very good now that I've, yep. quote-unquote, made a mistake. Yeah. So... Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh a lot of episodes and freestyles that I've been like, nope, delete. Mm-hmm. Like interrupting myself. And I think you know, I think there is something a a, a part of it at least, I think is and, and I feel like you might resonate with this, that like when you've shown yourself what you're capable of sometimes, right? When I've done a really fucking dope-ass song, then when I just do some, like, fun, goofy thing, I can feel like, fuck, I want a better song Mm -hmm. like I'm capable of, even though it's still really dope. But it's like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, in a way, it can be good raising my expectations, mm-hmm. but that can kind of, yeah, like have me looking down on on stuff that isn't as, you know, hundred percent my favorite. You know. Yeah, I think that if you grow up and don't learn how to have forgiveness especially for yourself 
it's going to be a really, really hard life. I think that forgiveness for yourself is so important, especially when you place such high expectations on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. We all love to forgive ourselves and give ourselves a big hug. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Well, Michaela, I'm giving you a hug right now. I'm giving you a virtual hug, Wes. The feeling's mutual. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, you're forever you're forever intertwined with the podcast now. I'm immortalized. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I recently listened to the podcast with Lane. Um oh, yeah? I just recently listened to it like maybe two or three days ago on my way to and from work. And I loved oh, it. Cool. And it made me less nervous to be on. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, it's just vibe. It's just vibing. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we're here to do. Yeah. <sighs> well, Michaela, I love your vibes. I love Thank your vibes. Thank you so much. Um, so I have been, and I'm still in flux. I've been like toying <laughs> with like having, having like a, a regular like sign off thing mm-hmm. to do, you know, <laughs> and I've like done different stuff and some of them have been awkward and sometimes I forget. Um, so here's what I'm, what I'm thinking and I want to be okay. more familiar with it um, is to basically have you address the listeners to sign off Mm -hmm. Uh, basically and I don't know how to like intro this you know to give you my little syllabus of how to sign off lol yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah like like tell them basically say never stop learning and then give one little like piece of of short little advice Mm -hmm. just about anything we've talked about today or, or just anything in general or whatever. And yeah, I think that's All right. gives, gives a little opportunity for a little nugget of wisdom or a little phrase or little whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Feel free to, to go with it. Okay. Um, do, you, do you want me to state my name and then sign off? Uh. Yeah. Can we just... Okay. All right. This is Michaela Hamilton signing off. Never stop learning. Always remember to forgive yourself. Amen. Perfect Mm -hmm. ending. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Existence. All my mind is on the highway.
take to get somewhere else tomorrow. I like to look instead at the place where I am. Fade in and fade out. Likely I'm feeling like I'm on the downhill. But you could not be proud. I look at you and you've been looking down. really have to count all of your achievements I've been looking for the reason to fade in and fade out I'm gonna make this life really count fade in and fade out I'm finally 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 showing up in a way that I'm proud I used to feel some type of way I felt like life was on delay Like I was waiting for someone else to say Here you go Here's the life you've dreamed Here you go Right into my lap Here you go Yeah, right Here you go, baby Here you go Fade in and fade out I've been feeling like I want my life to really count Fade in and fade out I've been searching for a reason to look into your eyes Fade in and fade out I'm gonna make my life really count Fade in and fade out This love is overflowing, can you feel it now? Fade in and fade out my love, can you see it? It's strong, and I'm learning how. Fade in and fade out. Fade in and fade out. So, I believe in you, and I believe that we are the ones we were meant to find right here in this moment. Fade in, fade out, comes back around. Go easy on yourself. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow.